Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Standing up for the little guy for the greater good. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Welcome back to the Roy Green Show. I'm Andrew Lawton, and you're tuned in across the country here on the Chorus Radio Network. It's good to have you aboard the program as we enter the final half hour of our time together for this hopefully wonderful Saturday here. Let's talk about the money that you're shelling out to do anything. I mean, what are the expenses you have to deal with? And what are the most expensive ones? You've got to pay your taxes, you've got to pay your rent or your mortgage, you've got to pay for your electricity bill, which if you're in Ontario, good luck. You've got to pay for all of these different things. What would you say is the most expensive? Intuitively, I think you'd probably land on your housing costs. It's the biggest single check you shell out every month. But according to a new study, it's not the largest. Taxes are actually taking more of your money than housing, food, and clothing combined. Joining me on the line is Charles Lamam, who's the Director of Fiscal Studies at the Fraser Institute and co-author of this year's Canadian Consumer Tax Index. Charles, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Andrew. It's a pleasure. So this is something that is counterintuitive for most people, which I think speaks to really the pervasiveness of taxation. I mean, it's not just one singular check you're shelling over at the beginning of every month. It's a whole bunch of checks, big and small, in all different areas. Yeah, that's right. And some of them are easy to discern, but some of them are more difficult. You know, you think of taxes, people think of what they're paying, you know, in payroll taxes and income taxes. It's right there on their paycheck. You know, it's on their income tax return. But taxes are much broader than that, uh, Andrew. Uh, we pay them to the to the federal government, the provincial governments and municipalities. And look, they total up a whole lot of money over the course of the year. When you add it all up, it comes to about 43 percent of the average family's income. So what we're talking about here is is a substantial amount of money uh, that we pay in taxes. And it turns out that we're paying more in taxes than we are in basically everything else. Uh, Taxes are double what we pay in housing costs each year, including our rent and mortgage payments. Uh, Taxes are more than what we pay in not just housing, but also food and clothing all combined, which tally up 37% of our income. So we're talking about a substantial amount of money here. When you talk about the tax burden that falls on the average Canadian, are, are you addressing the federal, the provincial, the municipal? Are you getting all levels? We're getting all the taxes in, uh, that, that we pay throughout the course of the year. And the reason we do these calculations every single year, Andrew, is to remind Canadians of what the cost of government is. You know, it's very hard to make out a lot of these taxes, even something as simple as a sales tax. You know, we see that on our receipts on the things that we buy uh, on a daily basis. But how do you add those taxes up throughout the course of the year, it can be pretty difficult. You know, you think of uh, the fuel taxes you pay when you fill up at the pump, uh, the carbon taxes you pay when you're heating your home, the import tax that you pay on, you know, the the clothing that you buy. So the, the alcohol taxes, when you buy a bottle of wine, all these taxes are are, are difficult to discern, but they're, they're taxes that the average family pays. And we think it's important to give Canadians a sense of what the cost of government is, Uh, for the typical family so that the typical family can then start thinking about 
hey, at 43% of my income, I know taxes provide services, governments are doing things, but are they doing things in the best way? Are we getting the best value for our tax dollars? And really, that's the debate we should be having in Canada. Yeah, because I think that for the most part, people are willing to or people accept more broadly that there is a level that taxation is going to be acceptable at. And I know we're all going to frustrate and gripe about it, but I think most people understand that, yes, we get these basic services, whether it's infrastructure, education, we pay for them. But the question of value is one that's increasingly hard to track because the money is coming out of so many different areas. Whereas, you know, when you go to a store and you say, all right, I'm going to spend $55 on this, you can decide that value. Most Canadians don't really get that opportunity with taxes on that micro level or on a day-to-day level. I think you're absolutely right, and that's why we do these calculations. We're trying to arm Canadians with with the information they need uh, so that they can individually and their families decide if they're pleased with what they get back in return. You know, we all we all pay taxes, and I think we and we believe in taxes here uh, as Canadians, and we think that they they provide important services that we all cherish, uh, but. We cannot be lulled into thinking that if we pay higher taxes, that's going to mean uh, better services all the time. Governments, you know, they provide services, but sometimes money gets wasted. Sometimes they have programs that are not achieving their objective. Sometimes, you know, we have programs like healthcare, for example, where we all value uh, our, our public healthcare system. But when you measure Canada up against other countries that have universal healthcare, you know, we're spending a lot of money. Uh, in, in relation to the to these other countries, but we're we're getting middling to low uh, return on on the dollars that we uh, that we give government. In various comparisons uh, of our healthcare system, you know, we they find that we have you know weak access to doctors. It's typically hard to find a doctor in Canada. We don't have access to good technologies. It's hard to get an MRI, and we wait a very long yeah. time to get uh, to get surgery. So you know, here's an example of one program that we all value and believe government should deliver, but we're not getting really the best bang for our bucks. So then we can we can start having this conversation about how do we get better value for the tax dollars we send government. And when we talk about this idea of the tax burden outweighing the basic necessities of life, food, clothing, housing combined, it's important to note here that collectively between taxes and these basic necessities, we're looking at, I think it's about 80% that uh, your money is is already committed to. So every dollar that you're paid right. by your employer, 80% of it's going to these things. And that leaves 20% to go towards saving, investing, other discretionary expenditures, things that come up. And I think that the importance of that is that if government is able to maximize that number, that's how you really stimulate an economy, by people being able to save and spend. And and the more taxes are taking up that and the more other costs are, but taxes are ones the government control, the less that you're able to put into things that benefit not just your own finances, but that of your community. That's right. And taxes have grown, Andrew. It It wasn't always this way. You know, back in the 60s, taxes consumed about 34% of the average Canadian family's income. And today that's 43%. So we've seen a steady growth in the tax bill. In fact, the tax bill for the average family has grown 21 times over since 1961, faster than our growth of income, faster than our expenditures on housing, food and and, uh, and, shell- and clothing. So there has been a steady growth in the tax bill. And you're absolutely right to point out that as more money goes to taxes uh, over time, we're gonna have less money uh, to spend the way we would we choose to, because taxes are are a forced expenditure. Yeah. And we're going to have less money available. Uh, my concern, Andrew, is if you're taking a kind of snapshot of what's happening with government policy right across Canada, there is a concern 
that we are going to see more and more of our money uh, go to taxes. And there's, there's, there's many reasons for that. We have governments running uh, big deficits. In, in other words, they're spending more than the tax revenues that allow. So these deficits are ultimately a deferred form of taxation that we're going to have to pay. Uh, future generations of Canadians are going to have to pay. We've got big tax hikes in the pipeline. Uh, the federal government has mandated a, a carbon tax uh, in all provinces. That's going to hit $50 per ton in, in, in a few years. We've got increasing payroll taxes coming from the expansion of the government-run Canada Pension Plan. Uh, so, look, there, there's a real uh, risk that this the 43% that we're paying now could, ser- could grow uh, to a much larger uh, share of our income in the future. And I guess one other element I'd bring up here is that obviously provinces have their own tax rates and different municipalities have their own property tax rates. So obviously there, there's some variation across the country as to what your tax burden is. Yeah. But, but would you say that for the majority of Canadians, this sort of imbalance is true, that you're paying more on taxes than most other basic necessities? That's true. And, and look, so, you know, this is not what we cover in our most recent report, uh, but we do these calculations by province and, and we find there is variation. Absolutely, there's variation across Canada uh, in terms of the tax burden. Of course, it depends on which province and, and, and municipality that you live in. You know, a typical family in Alberta, for example, will be paying less total tax to government than a, t- a typical family in Quebec or Newfoundland, for example. So uh, Albertans are, are typically less taxed than, than these other provinces. And so if you're, you know, in Ontario, you're somewhere in between. Uh, you're closer to the average for the uh, for the uh, average Canadian family across the country. But certainly there's variation. Um, but, you know, we're seeing we're seeing the the, the trend in, in, in Alberta go towards a higher tax burden. Meanwhile, what we're seeing in, in, in high tax Quebec, they're actually going the other way. There's that government is starting to, to better manage its finances, get their debt under control. And they're starting to provide tax relief believe it or not. So, you know, there is there is a, a changing of the guard happening as we speak right across the country. So I guess the big question is, what do you hope that information that this you that you've put forward here, what do you hope that really results in? Is it just about demystifying to Canadians with all these different areas of taxation how much they're paying? Or is that just one piece of the puzzle here? Well, I think it's the first and, and most important piece. I mean, look, if you want to talk about how much we pay in taxes, you have to have a complete understanding of all the taxes you pay. And I think there's there's typically a, a temptation to focus on just the taxes that we're familiar with, the income and payroll taxes that we get taken off of our paycheck. Our paycheck. So we have to have that, that complete sense to, to know how much we're paying to government each year, to get a sense of what the cost of government is. And that's really the first step, Andrew. That's really, that's step one in a, in a longer process of, uh, talking about what we get in return, because nobody, uh, so I'm certainly not making the case that, uh, you know, we should be an anti-tax civilization. We believe, I believe in taxes. They, you know, we need governments to do things. The question, though, is at 43% of our income, what do we get in return? Are we happy with the way governments are spending our money? Do you, is there opportunities for governments to do what we want them to do but at a lower tax dollar. That's the kind of discussion I think we need to have. But you can't have discussions about value for money until you know what you pay. And that's why each and every year we want to remind Canadians of what the total uh, cost of government is. It's currently now 43% of uh, our income and likely going up in the future. Yeah, I think that is an important mission indeed. I'm joined on the line right now by Charles Lamam, the Director of Fiscal Studies for the Fraser Institute and also co-author of the Canadian Consumer Tax Index, this year's edition, available at fraserinstitute.org. Thanks so much for your time, Charles. Good to talk to you.
Thanks, Andrew. All right, cheers. When we come back in a couple of moments, do you think that there's always going to be a level of griping about taxation levels, or do you think that this is something that can serve as a call to arms here, that, you know what, government needs to do something very drastic to lower this tax burden, or perhaps make it a lot more transparent? I'm a firm believer in abolishing income tax and putting all of our support into a consumption tax model for how we deal with the majority of taxation. I realize that's an unpopular concept, but if we're talking about a dream scenario here, that's mine. What about you? 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Your calls and more up next on The Roy Green Show. I'm Andrew Lawton. You're tuned into The Chorus Radio Network.